Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Brody to Dumba in with speed. Dumba centers. Polito scores! Bumped by Kaprizov. Taken away by Fiala. Fiala races through neutral ice. Holding off the check from Stutzla. Fiala. Kaprizov scores! Get the flag. Get the flag. The seal has been broken. We're back. The back. He's back. Yes. Welcome. Hold on. Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Daily Minnesota okay. sports conditioning. Oh. oh my God. We just want titles and I Surely. could see I could see a little two on one tic tac toe in game six of the Stanley Cup finals, bing bing overtime. I could see I could see it. I could see it last night. Exciting game last night, boys. Blew a two goal lead. Most dangerous lead in hockey. I would course. say they set Most. themselves up. Yeah, that's what and happened. Then, uh, and then set, they set they set Kirill up to say, okay, three on three. Enough of this. And a pass you can't miss. And Bing. he scored. Ah, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Dude, okay, okay. Here's the question. Okay, how many games was it after the third game or the fourth game? How many games was Lapanta sitting on the Kirill breaks the seal? Uh, oh, after I five, love that, four dude, that or five. Great. I think probably five is probably safe. Yeah. Five. Breaks the and, seal, and one, and as we all know, once you break the seal, you just oh, yeah. they just bang, 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 yeah, like you I mean, can't stop scoring goals. Six consecutive games with a goal. <laughs> Wave the flag. Uh, so you guys, you guys were both at the X last night, speeding mm-hmm. back for uh, for a little purple after dark, which you guys can find on Purple Daily. But the hockey whisperer from his comfortable sports viewing den has three observations about the Minnesota Wild, if you would like to partake. All right. Here we Are go. you saying a hat trick of observations That's from right. the whisperer, a.k.a. Macadac, a.k.a. Crack and Phil? <laughs> That's right. Crack and Phil. It's Phil Crack the, and Phil. Phil the crackhead. That's right. The hockey whisperer has three observations. And, and, and as we did last week, 
the Whisperer would like to just sort of calibrate. His, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while. The, the Whisperer hasn't hasn't dusted the takes off uh, in a while here. So he would like to float some observations, and then you can help him calibrate. Is he spot on? Is he a little off? Because all of this is training for the playoffs. Because the Hockey Whisperer oh. was born, was it eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, predicting a double overtime game winner from Nino Niederreiter. And for him to be that calibrated, right. he needs the help of Judd's Hockey Show. Okay. Eatley. Up to Niederreiter. Bombardville. Brodziak. What a koivu. All right. Observation number one. The hockey whisperer sees more evidence after last night that the Wild should lean into any sort of Fiala-Kaprizov pairing. All right? And I'm not saying, like, you're going to have line shuffles and you're going to change things up here and there. I'm not saying that they have to be glued together all the time because it's hockey. Yep. But last night, that pairing resulted in a beautiful, it was like a half gritty, like the first half of that play was kind of greasy. It was like fending off a defender and getting your, you know, getting, turning your back for leverage, right, Fiala? Yep. And then it transitions into a beautifully skilled cross-ice pass, Kaprizov on one knee, beats the goalie on the right side. Uh, these are the two most dynamic players on the team. It's very difficult for most opposing teams to match that combination. Again, I don't think it has to be every second they're on the ice, they're handcuffed together, but lean into finding them opportunities, especially, uh, I mean, overtime is a great one because look how skilled and fast they are, but mm-hmm. the Hockey Whisperer would like the Wild to lean into that pairing. First of all, Whisperer, bravo, be- because because what Fiala did last there night. Is, Whisper one for one. Okay, I'm. One you know what? One. I'm going to keep the flag with me he right now because I can't keep go- going back downstairs to the basement to get it. Um, because number one, what Fiala did last night was he played a gritty game that turned his skills into something that we clearly saw for essentially three periods. So, so just as far as the the subplot of what the whisperer said, bravo. Second of all. Yes, and and here's the best teams with the top players often do exactly what you said, which is you don't necessarily tie your two top players on the same line constantly, but what you do is late in games, key situations, you pair them up because of those skills, and that's what this team should do. And they played... Fiala and Kaprizov together against the Kraken for a while. And Dean broke up that, that line and said, yeah, we clearly didn't like what we saw. I would say to build upon what the Whisperer said, Dex, don't look for reasons to separate them. Right. So, so like, if you don't like it at first, like, you can't just be be like, well, we tried it. It didn't work. You know, don't look for and, – and Kaprizov jumped on the ice in OT – at, at the insistence of Sturm. So that was not Dean saying, go, go, go with Kevin. So I think hopefully Dean learned, un- unlike some coaches in this town who uh, can be a mm-hmm. little bit um, stubborn, hopefully Dean saw what Dean should see, which is I shouldn't be looking for opportunities not to pair them. If the opportunity arises, accept it, go with it, good things can happen. It was no, it was obvious that Kevin Fiala was probably the best player on the ice for the Wild through the through all of regulation and in overtime last night. He was an absolute beast. Um, he, had, he had a great jump from the start. 
And the volatility of when Kirill and Fiala are on the ice, there's going to be moments because they're playmakers that they're going to make you want to pull your hair out and they're going to have turnovers. But in general, it, it, they're the two best players on this team. So yeah, do they have to spend every waking moment together on the ice? Probably not. But if in key situations on the power play, when you need a goal in overtime, those two need to be on the ice together. And him setting up Kaprizov, I mean, that is exactly what Judd's Hockey Show has been trying to speak into existence uh, for the last basically year and a half. So it was an awesome play. I mean, because the counter argument would be there's there's probably a, a thought that you'd want to space your two most dynamic players out so that they can have a greater impact from, like, Two of them spread across two lines, right? You could have they could both impact the game for maybe forty minutes instead of just when they're on the ice together for twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's five minutes where they could where where the game is tied and it's the third period or it's overtime, right? Like right. strategically finding let's call it high leverage spots for them to be paired to increase your chances of scoring a goal seems like an opportunity. All right, observation number two oh, here: transition with the song. So oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, <laughs> wow. He's calling his own shots. He's calling the offense at the line. I'm unlike Kirk. I'm making decisions. It's a great transition. We got the flag. Alert, alert. He's jumping alert. on the ice. Kill, kill. Forget the line change. Judge is getting on. Judge is getting on the ice. He is. There's Judge is stumbling <laughs> onto the ice. I'm Zach Parisi. Yeah. I'm taking really yeah, long shifts. taking me uh, So, okay, as you guys know, the hockey whisperer likes to partake in other sports. He likes to watch basketball once in a while. Okay, likes to kick his feet up, watch a little inside the NBA, TNT, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's become very apparent there is a basketball, a current NBA comparison for Erickson Eck that he would like to bring to the oh. table here. That this is like we're kind of seeing, you know, last year was a really good year, and now it looks like he's sort of carrying it over here as the Swiss Army knife of the Minnesota Wild. Erickson Eck is to the Wild what Draymond Green is to the Golden State Warriors, and that he's not necessarily elite at any one thing, but he can do like seven things. Excuse me. And excuse the hockey whisperer. Uh, he's active. He can score. He's not going to score 35 goals, but he can score. Uh, he sets up his teammates. He checks. He blocks shots. He wins faceoffs. He does like seven different things all at a very good level, and he acts mm-hmm. as the Swiss Army knife that holds things together. You need a Steph Curry, you need a Clay Thompson, but you need a Draymond Green in the NBA to bring it all together. And the hockey whisper feels like Erickson Eck is that Swiss Army knife. I'm just, I am going to cry. This is so good. I mean, the whisper has come with the A hockey tech one. It's unbelievable what's going on here. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it because you don't notice him constantly, um, but he does a ton of, of things. He he is a, a first class agitator, which is the, great. And the things, if you watch Not Draymond a fighter, Green, agitator. a lot of the things that Draymond does don't always show up in a box score. Absolutely. But he's having an impact on the game, and he's and he's opening things up for other players. And sometimes right. I feel like like you look at Eric's neck, and you're like, oh, okay, well. All right, he took took a few shots, maybe had an assist, right. but like his box scores aren't great. Yeah, but he led the team it. in minutes or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of another like good NBA. Like, it kind of reminds me of like DeAndre Jordan too, like a guy who's just like a good defensive mm-hmm. stalwart who also is talented offensively if you put him in the right situations. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's probably like a, a decent comparison. He he's not naturally gifted, uh, but if he can put himself in the right situations and be a pest. 
almost even also maybe like Diet Patrick Beverly too. Like Pat Bev, you can make a, a, a case. Like Pat Bev can do similar things as well. So I, I like it. I don't mind it. Hockey right. whisper. That was just that impressive. was that was right, insane. So he sees two, 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 two. There you go. There you go. Two, two, two. All right. Wave that flag. Okay. Observation number three here. Okay. Let's get it. Um, Let's hear it. For years, even even like if you want to go back twenty years, it's even probably more apparent. But it's always felt like the Wild, even in their playoff runs where they've got Preezy Suter and they're going to the playoffs for seven years or whatever. It's always felt like they were a bad possession team, and I think the stats would probably back that up too. That they were just like they'd win games, but then but they'd be like they, the, the opposing team would control possession, and they would somehow still find a way through power plays or whatever to win a game. It feels like with Fiala, Kaprizov, Eck, and just all of these good young players that they control the game more, that they're dictating action more now than they were during the Parisi Suter era. Right. And we'll see if it leads to like postseason success. But right. Hockey Whisperer feels like the Wild bring the fight to the other team more than in previous seasons. I think that um, that is correct. But I and and yes, there is more. There is definitely more spunk consistently than there used to be. But most importantly, this is all about being able to play today's game at pace. Um, when when Dean got the job, and at first he's like, "We're gonna skate, we're we're gonna play with with teams." I laughed. I'm like, "You don't have the players to do that, dude." And if you don't, you can't control. You have no ability to control the, the game when when you know. God bless him. Parisi is three steps behind. <laughs> if you look at this team now, the speed yeah. is a totally different ball game. So. The whisperer is right, but I contend the starting point for that is they can now play at pace, and that is that is imperative to win. Um, this game is so fast, and it's so it, it's fun. But if you got guys who who are you know plodding a- along and are like, I'm gonna, I'll eventually get there, and you know, Koivu, I I, I mean, Ko- Koivu for all that you know, oh Koivu, we, we love him, he's great. By the end there. Look at where he was on plays. Yeah. It felt like you know, even during the peak Parisi Suter Koivu years, it was so much dump and chase because like yep. it just felt rare that they would tic tac toe their way into the zone and make something happen. It was yeah. like, all right, let's let's dump it in. Let's let's, you know, grime it up and get the puck back and then make something happen from behind the net. And it just again, I don't know, maybe Declan has some stats or something, but like it feels like they're bringing the puck into the zone and actually like driving the action. More than they have. Because they can, absolutely. Well, just in terms of Corsi 4, which is not the most perfect uh, thing to measure possession, but Corsi 4 measures how many shot attempts you're creating versus how many shot attempts you're allowing. And that's shots on goal, that's block shots, that's all attempted shots. And right now, in terms of Corsi 4 team percentage, the Wild are third in the NHL. Um, Toronto, look at that. The Whisperer, he speaks. When the Whisperer speaks, he knows what he's talking about. And, and just looking at the top six teams in Corsi 4, the Maple Leafs are number one, who got off to a slow start, but have picked things up a little bit. The Florida Panthers are two. They're undefeated. They're 8-0. and uh, The Calgary Flames are 6-1. and They're fourth. The Hurricanes are sixth. They're 8-0. and So, yeah, typically, go figure, if, you, if you're out-possessing and out-shooting teams, well, typically that leads to more, more goals. So it, it's not a perfect statistic, but, yes, I do believe that just there's more natural skill. And, and previous teams like Granlin and Zucker, it wasn't about speed with them. It was about getting the wild in transition, right? It was, it was about getting them in transition, not necessarily them being a, a possessive heavy team. 
And with these guys, it just seems like the Wild can fly up and down the ice with four lines. There it is. Look at that. The Hockey Whisperer. Whisper, three the observations whisper. here. The Whisperer is on fire. He's calibrated. The He's whisper, calibrated. Macadac, the Whisperer, Crackhead <laughs> Phil. The man is a hockey maven now. What's happened to yeah. you? Well, also, I'll tell you, you know, the uh, the Hockey Whisperer and his lovely wife will oftentimes listen to either, like, go to sleep meditations or white noise just to put you to sleep. But lately, uh, the Hockey Whisperer has opted for just listening to this every night. Just on loop, seven hours every night. through the wind. You wake up at 3 in the morning to go to the bathroom. It's still playing. Coming up next, <laughs> it's the Ducks and Flyers. <laughs> they, had a promo, they had a promo yeah. on Get Up this morning for like an Arizona Coyotes game on ESPN+. Plus. I'm like, all right, you guys pump the brakes a little bit on your hockey promotion. Now, right. now has our, our guy, Stephen A., has he started to do <gasps> some hockey commentary yet? Not like, sure. Just Not- on first take he he not on first take i know he has like Stephen a's world which is also like an espn plus exclusive plus thing yeah but i feel like we would have seen because when he did the first one when the news dropped that, that esp was obtaining their rights he did a, like three of his the three things Stephen a knows about hockey i love get give me more of Stephen a Stephen a i'm with you on that come on please give me some I'm hockey takes it's hilarious that. man yeah like i need Stephen a hockey takes I need the way that he yells about the Cowboys. I need him yeah. to yell about the Rangers or something. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what we want. Some like Nick's like commentary on. And I, and I the need Rangers. his attempted pronunciations of Russian and Finnish names. Too. You know what? I'm there for it. I'm absolutely there for it. By the uh, way, there is a Wolves flag that has been procured. So if the Wolves win tonight, if they win again this if season, if they win tonight. Against the Clippers, there will be a flag waving ceremony tomorrow at some point. Okay, all right. The pressure's on now. I mean, they've already felt the pressure because they played like crap in the fourth quarter against I'm one just of the saying, worst teams in the NBA. But now the pressure's on. Equal time can be had if you win games. Uh, we do have write that down predictions on the show today. That's when we admit that we were wrong every single week. Um, I have a I have a lesson for the Twins I want to run by you, too, in a second. But those hockey whisperer observations were presented by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around helping business owners for over 100 years. They're based in Owatonna, and uh, they provide risk management tools and resources to protect your business's bottom line, your employees. Find out more. Go to federatedinsurance.com and click on Risk Management Corner. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So last night... Uh, the Braves became the 15th different team to win the World Series since 2001. So baseball, I mean, there was a time where it was like Yankees, Yankees, right? I mean, even 50 years ago, the Yankees and the Dodgers were winning all the World Series. And now baseball has, almost to its detriment, like there's not really many household name stars anymore because the sport isn't as nationally marketable. Right. And it's a sport of parody, even though there's no salary cap. Like it's a sport of parody. The Rays are going to the World Series. Uh, so 15, and the Braves are not a big market team. The Braves are right in there with the Twins in terms of payroll usually. 15 different World Series winners since 2001, and 21 different teams have been to the World Series over that time. Obviously, the Twins are not one of them. And I just wanted to take this moment to remind the audience that the Twins are 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games. Yep. I haven't said it in like a week. It's my fault. We should really be leading every single show with that incredible. That is the longest 
and most pathetic North American sports postseason losing streak in history. 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that to the forefront here once again and remind people as the baseball season ends. Thank you very much that, for that, that too. Appreciate that. Uplifting, really uplifting as yeah. well. Yeah. But but it, as I talked about with you and and Roycey, okay. The thing about the Braves that I admire is they got to the deadline and they said it's the trade deadline and we're scuffling a bit. Um, and we've got some good young players and weaknesses. And they didn't say, you know what? In two years, we're going to be damn good, right? Like we're going to be. We have a window. We can't. We got a long window. We can't. We're we're not. We're not prepared to pop yet. So we are not going to make any real big all-in moves. No mortgage the future. Yep. Nope. What the Braves said was, screw it. Let's go for it. Let's improve in areas where we need to improve. And they made several trades: Rosario, Soler, Peterson. Um, Duvall. Duvall, exactly. They made they made some significant moves, and those moves saved them. And 2019, I, I mean, it's such a lesson about the, the hubris of our window is open for four years, right? Yep, yep. Drives, you know, that was such an opportunity. Uh, um, a historical home run hitting power team, and you need pitching. And instead of saying, we got to make some trades here, boys. Like, we got a chance to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. They said, we're good. And in game two, they started Randy Dobnik in Yankee Stadium. I also think, you know. The, like, that should twi- drive you crazy still. The, oh, it does. The, the the Twins offense also didn't show up in that series. The, the, it, they were the greatest home run hitting team ever, and they just didn't do anything offensively. So there's that to blame, too. But it's not – I'm 100% in lockstep. But that's the main lesson to be learned from this Braves team, that – a couple of those players they acquired at the trade deadline, Jorge Soler, World Series MVP, Eddie Rosario, ALCS MVP. Like, these guys came in, changed everything. They raised the bar for the on-field play. I think they added to the chemistry and just the some of the immeasurable things, the swag, if you will, right? But it's not just this year's Braves team. I'm going to leave the Dodgers out of it. Like, the Dodgers are a different. They've spent, like, $250 million on their payroll. They won the World Series last year. But in 2019, the Washington Nationals overhauled their bullpen at the trade deadline, and one of the acquisitions was Daniel Hudson, who closed out Game 7 of the World Series at Houston. Closed it out, literally was throwing the final pitch of the World Series, protecting a four-run lead. In 2018, the Boston Red Sox acquired Steve Pierce at the trade deadline. He later became the World Series MVP. They also acquired Nathan Eovaldi, who was... uh, put into like the middle or back end of their rotation. That guy pitched 22 postseason innings for the Red Sox in 2018, allowed four runs, including, I think it was a loss in the World Series, but he came in for that 18-inning game against the Dodgers and pitched like the 12th yes. through the 18th and gave us one run or something. Yep. Just ridiculous. And then you want to go back even further. I mean, the Astros cheated in 2017, but like the Astros and the Cubs, aggressive at the deadline, are all this Chapman. Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, uh, and the, meanwhile, the Twins, as you mentioned, in 2019, had the greatest home run hitting team in baseball history, and they went out and got a seventh inning reliever who's like 36 in Sergio Romo, yep. and a frayed labrum Sam Dyson who wound up not pitching at all for you. 
Like it's it's they they deserve and then they they run Randy Dobnak out there for a postseason game. They're running they're running these inexperienced relievers out in one run games against the Yankees and the Astros. It's like you deserve it. You deserve it. Right, but the sad thing about that statement is the fans don't. Like the fans the fans deserved you to say how can we go all in as possible? Mm-hmm. Not be stupid, but how can we go all in? How can we get bullpen help, starting pitching help? What can we do so so that we give this team, which in some ways, and this is awesome, had captured lightning in a bottle. Like like those seasons, you can't look at a season like 19 and be like, this is what's to come. It's like 2017 for the Vikings. It's a magic carpet ride. Some years are, some years aren't. And the Twins had that. And instead of saying, okay, common sense says we need to capitalize right now. They said, our math, our analytics show us that we are just starting here. I mean, that's a great thing to say. But but how many in sports today, actual dynasties, like where you just have a run? Yeah. There's a few, but there ain't a lot now. It's not 1975. And injuries happen and, yes. and guys flame out. Yeah, I mean, they literally thought to themselves in 2019, oh, this is awesome. But this is the start of a five-year window here. And so let's not put all of our chips on this year's table. Let's be careful here. We don't want to trade. Let's take Royce Lewis, for example. At some point, you could have traded Royce Lewis. I wasn't advocating for it in 2019. But I'm saying as a front office, like all options should be on the table when you have the greatest home run hitting team of all time, right? Correct. And in their minds, they're thinking, God, he's, he was the number one overall pick. He's going to be a 10-year cornerstone player for us. He hasn't played since. Because he's hurt. Right. He's been yeah. hurt every year for like three years, right? Like he's not going to, he's probably not going to play in the major leagues at best until the end of the 2022 season, if there is one. And, and you could go back even 10 years ago when the Twins had a really good team in 2010 and they're 2009, 2010, but 2010 specifically, they thought Aaron Hicks is going to be a cornerstone player for us. And this is not like speculation. This happened. Opposing teams were asking for Aaron Hicks. They had a chance to acquire Cliff Lee. <sighs> who's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and they were like, ah, we can't trade our cornerstone center fielder of the future, Aaron Hicks. That's too steep. It's like, guys, you have a chance to win a World Series right right now. And in 2010, just like they ran out Randy Dobnak a couple years ago in a playoff game at Yankee Stadium, they ran out Brian Dunsing in a playoff game at Yankee Stadium. Right. Because Aaron Hicks, right? And I think what's also like equally frustrating, and and this is, I, I have a hard time parsing this out too, but like the Braves are what, an 88 win team? When they won the East, like the, the NL East was pretty mm-hmm. terrible this year. Um, and Bally's and other commentators crutched to this when the Nationals won the World Series. Well, they had the worst record in baseball, you know, on June 15th. The Nationals had the worst record. They went on to win the World Series. Coming up next, we're going to tell you, even though we're five games under 500, why that teams like the Nationals and the Braves can, there's still, still hope. But also at the same time, like if I do want to pander to that, like, well, if the Braves can do that, like, if the Braves can do win 88 games and then make nice, subtle moves at the deadline, and I, and maybe I'm underselling those subtle moves because clearly they paid off with the World Series run, why can't that also be the Twins? You know, like, why why can't that also be the same team that is active at the deadline, isn't a juggernaut and winning 99 games regularly, but has a window to go all in to do that? It, it's it's I have a tough time parsing out, like, is that Bally's being Bally's? Because I'm also somewhat still of a fan, or... 
where can they actually be a team like Atlanta that does this and it, and it translates to an actual World Series championship? In 2019, it was it was just taking a step back from everything in my mind, looking at where you were, what was transpiring, and understanding it was special, and capitalizing. But that's what sports is. Like, like sports is, stats are great, and and um, knowledge and smarts and thinking things through is awesome. But sports are also reactionary at times, and there are certain things that you can't quantify. But you look and say, this is special. How can we make this as special as possible? And I'll go back to what I, I said. The hubris now is saying we have a five-year window where we're going to build a dynasty. Odds are you're not. But when you have that one year, when when it you got to, one, say it's that type of year, and two, Dex, do what you're saying, which is, and, and like the Braves didn't do stupid things, but the Braves said, how can we build here? The Twins literally said, we're, we're going to get a reliever from the A's who's okay. And then, and the Dyson thing to this day bugs me because Dude, he was hurt. So he was a first-class a-hole. He hated cats. Like, well, I mean, the whole thing. But, like, you didn't even vet that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but but <laughs> if I'm a Twins fan, that's where that's where fans in this town deserve more. That's where fans in this town should be mad. Well, like, for, forget the narratives of the Polas are just cheap, and so they'll never win. Because that's the lazy one, but the real one is what were you doing? What were if you weren't pissed off that Randy Dobnik had to start a playoff game in Yankee Stadium? And and of course the Twins are like it'll be no pr- problem. I was there, you guys. They were mocking him, Uber dry. And if you don't think that that stuff gets into a person's head, you want to know Dobnak finds control in the second inning. Coming up next, we talk about Randy Dobnik's Uber driver rating. It was a 4.95. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, those are the type that that's where sport that's where that's where the smarts of sports has to meet the common sense of sports, I think. Yeah, I think the twins, and we can wrap by the we'll get to write that down predictions here, but um the twins and the Vikings have a very similar mindset in that they're more concerned and obsessed and by the way at least the vikings are like regularly in that playoff contention the twins will just sort of disappear for chunks of time um and the vikings will win a playoff game once in a while too and like go into new orleans and beat drew Brees, right and make splash moves too yep and they make splash moves they do make splash moves yep but they but they largely get really comfortable when they're good they're like yes okay this is the sweet spot we got fans in the stadium this is awesome okay like let's just be good as long as we possibly can as opposed to taking it to the next level, being more aggressive, and cashing in. And I've seen all these graphics on ESPN the last couple of days now where I think the Twin Cities, now that yep. D.C. won a Stanley Cup a couple of years ago, uh, the Braves are back in the mix as World Series winners. That In terms of NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, the Twin Cities, I believe, is the longest combined number of years without a championship. Correct. And I know the Lynx won four, but this is for yeah. those four leagues. Yeah. The the heritage leagues and franchises that yeah. generations of Minnesota sports fans have gone back in time for. Um, and you could say, well, but the Lynx were around before the Wild. Yeah, but the North Stars hooked people in in the 60s. So that's why, like, I don't want to hear that fight. Like, you're disrespecting the Lynx. No, we love the Lynx are awesome. They won four championships, but they don't have, like, four decades of fans in their family like some of these other franchises right. do. Right. So, anyhow, I just wanted to. 
Owen 18 in their last Men continue to screw things up. That's what it comes down to. Typical male. However, coming up next, next. Five men are great. Five men are trash. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Coming up next on Write That Down. Uh, Yeah. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep. This is the most transparent and innovative segment in sports talk in the world. In the world that? of sports talk. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It wasn't voted that, but... Oh, I thought uh, perhaps but Although Purple Daily is officially up for... We're a Marconi finalist on Purple Daily, and they, they had to rearrange the award show. It was going to be a live ceremony in Vegas, and it got canceled because of COVID. But next week, we're going to find out if, if we go from finalists to actual Marconi winners. Bring it on, Clay Travis. Bring it on. Yeah, we're up against yeah, Clay we'll, Travis. We'll, we'll all kick that. We'll all kick that one. That's the Yeah, we can out we'll kick that. I'll kick our coverage. Go Huskies. I'll say if, if we do win, we would definitely be out kicking our coverage. Uh, this is Write That Down. I'm Mackie and Judd. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of each other's batting averages and home runs, and we uh, keep track of how wrong we've been. And if you are a listener that wants to participate, like Earl is about to, you can send us a message either by sliding into Declan's DMs. He's taken, ladies. Uh, or you can, on Twitter or Instagram. Or uh, you can uh, hit us up on the feedback tab on the Score North app. So uh, this has been an interesting last few months and that Judd was Ted Williams for months. Like, basically going back a year and a half, you've been over 400. Yeah. And you've been slumping hardcore lately. Oh, Declan's a, been climbing up the stairs. It's a horrible slide. More ways than it is up. a horrible slide. I am, uh, I am the Vikings against the Cowboys. Yeah, Cooper Rush. I'm saying the, the Declan's the, Coop, the Declan's Cooper Rush right now, and you're not respecting him, but he's sneaking up on you. I, I'm saying this is more about me than Declan. Okay, I it's a legendary slump. Okay. It's a legendary oh, slump. I feel like it's you're sleeping ter- on. It's a terrible. Slump. Rush. It's a terrible slump. Well, let's see if oh, Judd gets. See if Judd's slump continues here. I think it did. Oh no! Oh dude. no! I think it did. Oh, oh, just too wrong. No, That's it. Dude. He didn't. Right. Oh, okay, this is how bad the slump is. Josh Okogie <laughs> will attempt six or more shots against the Bucks after Ant said we have to share the ball. Josh Okogie against the Bucks. DNPCD. Yeah, didn't even play. And they and they did share the ball a lot in that game, and he definitely would. He didn't even get in the mm-hmm. game. He didn't get on the floor. Mm-hmm. So you were wrong on that one. You also said Teddy Bridgewater would be replaced by Drew Locke before November. Well, the calendar has turned to November, and Teddy Bridgewater is still clinging. I haven't gotten one right for like two months. It's been a, it's been a rough. I don't know stretch. If it's, yeah, it's, it's been a rough. It's been rough for you. You've had Phil found it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, all right. I had a really tough week here. So I uh, I said the Seahawks just in a. In a bonus prediction on a whim, I said the Seahawks would lose to the Jags, and they absolutely smoked the Jaguars. Geno Smith was amazing in that game. So, yeah. I said K.J. Osborne would go for 100 yards and two or more touchdowns against the Cowboys. Eddie Rosario will – oh, this was close, by the way. Eddie Rosario (laughs) will score or drive in the go-ahead run for the Braves, clinching a Braves World Series win. So – Eddie Rosario drew a walk and then was driven in on a three-run home run, 
but he was the second run to right. cross. He made it two to nothing as the three guys came oh. across home plate. I love how you made sure to find that's good. Well, that's I mean, like if, he, if, if, he had drawn, I if he had drawn a walk and then it was like a two-run homer and he scored the first run of the game in a shutout victory, then I would have absolutely No judgment. I'm point. saying I admire the, the like thoroughness of the segment. Oh, never question. You, you don't want to see the thoroughness of the spreadsheet that I've been tracking for six years on this. Wow. Um, Wolves parlay. I think every one of these has been wrong so far. I yeah. needed to get all of them right. I said the Wolves would lose to the Bucks, beat the Nuggets, and beat the Magic, and then beat the Clips a couple times. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything has been the opposite. Uh, I said Ant will drop at least 40 in one of the first five games. A pitcher will get checked for substances in the middle of an inning during the World Series. They they were getting checked coming off the mound, but nobody was like the games like didn't stop to check a pitcher. But I know our executive producer very well, and I did say by the end of the calendar year, Declan will either be back with his quote previous teammate, oh or we'll find a new teammate. And I will just leave it at. I will yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah, I I know our man all too well. Look at Declan, just racking up the racking up the wins. All right, listeners, you guys had a bad week too. Jaden said by the NFL trade deadline, there will be a credible report that a team was interested in Dalvin Cook, or he'll just straight up be traded by the deadline. Uh, Toby said in the first six weeks, the Vikings would be in the top ten of fewest penalties allowed, and then they would be in the top five by the end of the season. Uh, they were like. 19th or something. They're taking way too many penalties. Yep, it's not not good. Uh, and then Declan, you had a mixed bag here. You said Ugh. D'Lo will have a 30-point game between last week and this week's right that down. All he had to do was hit that damn free throw against, was it the Bucks on Wednesday? He literally, at with one second left, he went to the line Man. and at one of two and finished with 29 points. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. Look what yeah. you've done. I know. You said Kaprizov will score two oh, goals by today. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but you did say the Braves would win the World Series. Bravos. And so with that, what do we, we have a oh. tie. Oh, look at that. Look Judd, at that. Judd by percentage on? points. How is, am I even holding on? So 352 and 352. You would have had it. Declan and Judd tied. D'Lo screwed you, or you would have had it. God, now I'm even more pissed at him. God, this. Dude, this is how it works and write that down, man. Oh, we got less brutal. than two months to go in the season. Yeah, this is brutal. This has been a, this is a great, this is a fantastic stretch. <laughs> so, Judd, you're still tied with the listeners fan, with six home it. runs. Dex and yep. I each have four home runs. I'm at 305 listeners at 276. All-time, uh, Judd leading with 185 hits. Listeners leading with 15 all-time home runs dating back to 2018, which is, uh, that's how far back our thorough database goes. We have a bunch of predictions that we still have on the board from like five and six years ago that we will keep on the board, but we didn't keep the full stats until 2018. So, all right, let's get Earl in here. He's our guest listener predictor this week. Earl, what's going on, man? Are you ready to fire away here? Yeah, I'm ready to fire away. I got to admit that uh, I've been a Viking fan for 52 years. These predictions could be steeped in bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can't blame wait, wait, you. Wait, what do you mean? What, what's there to be bitter about after that amazing performance on Sunday night against the legendary Cooper Rush? Say no more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So here's how this is going to work. Earl's going to lead us off. We're going to take tr- three trips around the room. Earl, Judd, Declan, back to old Macadac here. And uh, Earl, 
You're up in the batter's box. Write this down. Swing away, sir. Write this down. The <clears throat> Baltimore Ravens will win by 20 points or more. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. This is oh. this is decades of bitterness coming out right now <laughs> from Earl. This is great, dude. Write this down. All right, Judd. Oh. Malik Beasley will be traded by the Timberwolves this season. So at yeah. some point during the season, Malik Beasley is going to be traded by the Wolves. Dude, he just like what was he? He was a he was a Papa shot two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just just stop. It's not <laughs> going like to work. Sixteen shot attempts. Why are why God. are you shooting still? Write this down, guy. All right, Declan. Uh, a couple Minnesota Wild predictions from me. I will say in Capo Kakinen's next start, he will make at least twenty five saves, and the Wild will win. So Capo has only played one game through the first nine games so far this season. And Judd and I are trying to figure out which games he'll get in. They, he just doesn't. The, the Wild don't trust him at all, which if that's the case, then go find a new goal t- a backup goaltender. That's a discussion in its own right. But I will just say in Capo Kakinen's next start, he will make at least 25 saves and the Wild will win. Look at you. Um, is that a, Judd, is that a home run? I mean, 25 saves isn't really. No. If I'd said 25 it's, saves, it's, it's, a, it's a very much like that's a bunt single because he could even lose the yeah. game. But like I, I'm also quantifying as a Wild win. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Think it's a home run either. Um, if I said a shutout in the wild, well, obviously, yeah, the oh, wild win. That's, yeah, do you want, yeah. Do you want, if, do you if want you to want go shutout, shutout you want to say shutout? That, I don't want to. No, no, no. I, I need, I need the average that's points right now. No, 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 no. That's okay. 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 Don't, you can, go I'm ahead. really good at getting baited and really good at don't peer pressure. Fe- don't um, swing for the fence. Don't swing for the fence. You should, you should have seen high school Declan. Peer pressure is is very works on me very well. Um, but no, this one will not work this time. Did, did you guys ever have to listen to that peer pressure song when you were in like elementary school? That's way before. I don't way think after my time. so. Peer pressure. Nope. No, Earl and I are like. We I, have I think no I might have been a Buffalo, Minnesota. <laughs> peer thing. pressure in our in our day was called Tuesday. And we put it on everybody. Okay, <laughs> exactly right. Write exactly this down. Right. Yeah, we were. I don't know. By the time Declan and I went to school, they're teaching us about peer Anti- pressure bullying. and like telling us not to use drugs. We're like, what? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, all right, write this down. As Anthony LaPanta said so eloquently, the seal has been broken. Oh my God. For Kirill Kaprizov. <laughs> I love it. And because the seal has been broken, I believe the Wild play two games between now and next week's Write That Down. I think it's a Saturday, Sunday back to back, and then it's another Wednesday game. Um, so he will write this down. Kaprizov will score a goal or more in each of these next two games. Write it down. So that'll so mean three... Pittsburgh and the Islanders Saturday Sunday. Yep, the seal okay. has been broken officially. Write this down. Okay. okay. All right, back to Earl. Your second prediction. Second prediction is Mike Zimmer will be the former head coach of the Minnesota Vikings by December first. Oh. Oh. In season change, Earl. These some. These are some. It does no good to keep him in there. Yeah. I think he's lost the team. He so I'm gonna. Go. I'm going to pull up the schedule here just to see. So you said by December 1st, he will be let go. So they've got they've got Ravens, Chargers, Packers, and at San Francisco are the four games there. So three road games. You're probably going to be underdogs in all of these games. If they get embarrassed by the Packers and they have not beaten the previous two teams, I think there's a chance it gets blown out. Before Thanksgiving? Before Thanksgiving, yes. Yes, the Packers game, the Wilfs will take that personally. That's you embarrassing. On, you want to go on the record Write there? Write this down. No, I don't, okay. but I'm just telling mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. In my experience, I think that the Packers game might be the linchpin game. All right. 
I think you're up here next, Judd. Write this down. All right, I'm going to get ahead on on this because they are going to going to be terrible, which leaves them ripe for a lot of write that down predictions. <laughs> the Gopher men's basketball team will win two or fewer Big Ten games this season. Wow. So <laughs> the Gopher men's really basketball bad. team will win two. So they might get to two. Congratulations. Oh. Two or fewer Big Ten basketball Damn. games. They are going to be atrocious. Yeah, it's all right. I might I might mix in the Gopher hoop since you it's like you know like a fantasy draft when someone drafts the first kicker yeah, like then I'm everyone starts going drafting to go kickers. For basketball run. Yep, that's what's happening here. All right, Declan, your second prediction. All right, I'm gonna go with a parlay here because I forgot the Wild only played two games and not three games, so I'm gonna make a a, a, a prediction on the fly. I will say Kevin Fiala, Kirill oh. Kaprizov, and Joel Eriksson Ek will all each have a goal between now and next week's. Write that down. Okay, so they're gonna so so two ga- There's two games, and they're all going to score at yes. some point. Yes, over the next two games, basically Fiala, Kaprizov, and Jolarsnek will all each have a goal between now and next week's. Write that down. Okay, I like it. Write it down. You like writing things down, all right? Um, all right. Here's my go for basketball prediction. I'm I'm kind of making this. They will fold the team halfway through the season. <laughs> so, all right, Dex. Um, okay. I, this is going to be kind of tough here because. I'm just going to talk through this because mm-hmm. I'm looking at their schedule. So they play Kansas City, Western Kentucky, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Jacksonville in their first four games. But then later on, they also play Texas A&M, is it Corpus Christi, Green Bay, and Alcorn State. Okay. So in those seven games... All right, I'm not counting like they play Pitt and Mississippi State, and like so they play some legitimate like Power Five teams. But let's just say this: the Gopher basketball team plays seven games against non-major, yep, non-conference, non-major conference opponents. They will lose at least two of those games, which is yeah. like they, you're not supposed to lose any of those games. They will lose at least two of those games against the non-conference, non-power five schools that they play. Okay, and are all those in the first seven games, or or are some no, of the powerhouses mixed in? They're the, so those games are between now and okay. January first, and they also in that mix have a game at Michigan, Michigan State, Mississippi State, Pittsburgh. Which, by the way, they will lose all four of those games as well. So if you want, all right, let's do it this way, Dex. Mm-hmm. All right, but between now. And January 1st, the Gopher basketball team will lose at least six games. Okay. Four of four of those games are, like, probably guaranteed losses, but then the other two are going to be against, like, Purdue-Fort Wayne or something. Okay. Right? Yep. Does that make sense to you, Judd? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I got it. Like, ordinarily, they, they win stink. almost all of those <laughs> games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just put Gopher basketball they stink, stink decks, and you're fine. Got it. Got Take it. Care of. Write this down. All right, uh, back to Earl, your third and final prediction, sir. Third and final prediction. Write this down. The Minnesota Vikings will finish 6 and 10 or lower. 6 and 11, six, right? Six, yeah. Uh, yeah, that extra game makes a difference, doesn't it? Unless you want to predict that they'll forfeit a game due to unforeseen <laughs> no. circumstances. Well, they'll like, lose it, It'll still be a loss. They'll just lose it. There's be no forfeiting. So, so six, six, wins. six wins or fewer, right? Six wins or fewer. Yeah. Boy, I'm trying to That's get the sunny side of life. Off the, off, <laughs> Earl, off the top rope. He's had it 52 Declan, years. 
this is a glimpse, Declan, into <laughs> our sports future oh, here. Judd man. and Earl just yep. paving the way for us. Yep. Just em- embattled. Uh, Earl, these are great salty predictions. Uh, since you've got this platform here, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment on Mackie and Judd? I'd just like to thank you guys for the opportunity for this therapy session. And um, it's free of charge. We're here man. for you, Earl. You we know need that. To, we need to quash any optimism the Viking fan may have early. <laughs> this man sure. is, is my kindred spirit. Get to those <laughs> kids. Earl is my kindred spirit. Love it. Earl, awesome stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, guys. Take care. Good luck with your you predictions. Too. All right, back over to Judd Zolgad, your final prediction. Okay, I'm going to make one that will uh, be off the board by late Friday. The Wolves will beat the Clippers in the back-to-back games tonight and Friday at Target Center. So the Clippers aren't that good. Got it. They'll Clippers aren't games. that good. They'll win both games. The Wolves yeah. will beat them back-to-back. Pep yep, Beverly revenge games. games. I don't know if he's going to play or not. But... Uh, Duke said that he's going to probably play at least in one, if not both. But, yeah, they're, they're going to win both these games. I I hope that what they did against the Pelicans, and then especially Monday against the Magic, um, that they sort of wake up a little bit here, too. Dudes, you're at home. Come on. Let's get it. I mean, let's get it. And the Clippers aren't good. So, yeah. But they're, let's see how they're, let's do they're, 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 you know, they're a fi- the Wolves are like a 500 team. They're sure. going to be fighting to get to 500. So, they're, write this down. But you can fight. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They didn't really fight against the Magic. Malik they, Beasley fought to put up as many three pointers yeah, as he possibly like, could. I'm off the bench. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to make. It's like, my man, uh, after the game mm-hmm. is when you hoist up 100 shots to get your yeah. shot right, not during the game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's. Okay, Declan. Uh, you almost, you, you both almost said it and spoke it to existence, uh, and I already had this written down for the Wolves. So I will say the Timberwolves will be at least 500 by December 1st. Okay. So by December 1st, they will at least be 500. They're 500 right now. I believe they'll be a 500 basketball team by the time this month ends. So the Wolves will be at least 500 by December 1st. I kind of want to take another stab at a Wolves parlay here. I'm 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 searching for Ooh, home runs here. It's my, Write it down. You like writing things down. Goal, so okay. Um, all right. It's funny they actually play the Clippers three times in the next like two weeks. They play at the Clippers as well. Um, so Judd already kind of Judd went with the back to back wins over the Clippers. Yep. I'm going to go a step further. Okay. And tell me, is it a home run if I say the Wolves are going to win three consecutive games? The next three, like they're going to win their next three games, L.A., L.A., and uh, Memphis. That's my mm. prediction. Is it a home run? I don't really think so. I, I think okay. it needs to have something else to spice it up. All right. They, okay. They're going to win their next three games, and yep. Ant will drop a 40-burger in one of yep. those three games. Okay. 40 or more points. Okay. All right. I am no longer chasing you the did batting it. average. You record. did it. I'm chasing the home runs. You just Write it down. You, you like writing Write things down. down. There it is. I love Earl coming in. Just oh, he's so salty. Fifty-two years, grizzled man. Love it. That's, he has, I, that's how Declan and I are going to be, aren't we? It's like yeah. it's like Roycey, Judd, Earl. Although if he's been a fan uh, of the Vikings for as long as I've been alive, he he at least has Super Bowl memories. I know they didn't win, <laughs> did. but they made it. You don't, but you were like, weren't you like eight? You don't remember? I was this? seven or eight. I watched part of the game, but it, it's it's right before I started to like sports, so like I didn't really care. Because um, I started like? to follow the Vikings in '78, so that was like two years after that, or a year. But yeah, so I didn't care. But I mean, I would love to to have uh, clear 
memories of just appearances, right? Like yeah. at least then I could say I could come on this show and be like, hey, you know, the Super Bowl they lost is tough, but but I saw them. I can't even say that. Dude, I was six years old when the Twins won the World Series in 1991. Yeah, and I I do remember watching Game Seven on TV. I remember watching Game Six and Seven on TV in our living room in Chamblin, Minnesota. And then I remember coming to my first grade classroom after both of those games and the newspaper clippings were up on the like mm-hmm. chalkboard, you know, the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press and Kirby Puckett rounding second base. But like we still I it's amazing. We still celebrate the Twins World Series championship. Dude, that was 30 years ago. I know. I 30 years me. ago. That's I, like, yeah. Declan wasn't. You weren't See born yet, right, Dex? No, I no. Declan wasn't born yet. See this I'm, gray beard? Th- I'm 36, and I barely so. But you basically have to be 40 years old or older to remember a Twins championship. Yes. yes. And then Vikings have never done it. Hockey's yes. never done it. So let's let's go. Let's raise the expectations here. Earl, though, man. I mean, that is that Bravo. is a Viking. Those are two survivor. home runs. At least two of them. all of them might could be home runs. Great. Love it. Love it. And those are your weekly predictions. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Yeah, Every Wednesday. single Wednesday been wrong here. a lot lately, too. Yep. I've spent oh, like no. two Coming. months being wrong. Yep. Getting hot. No, you are. Don't there's, let there's Declan no get doubt. hot. But let unlike let Cooper Rush, I am not crediting you. I am saying mm-hmm. I am looking internally. See, this mm-hmm. is all on me. You see, this is how it's done. Don't right. pass the buck. I'll write that down. Don't yeah, yeah. How, much, how much self-scouting have you this done? This is no one else's yeah, fault but mine. It's all about self-discovery. The last few months of, of my life have been self-discovery, okay? On the field, off the field. And I've fallen I'm apart. hitting bombs right now. I'm hitting I for am average. coming apart. I, 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 I have uh, dropped into to a yeah. life of you're, just struggles. You're Chris Colabello. In, they gave you a promotion, and you now you're, you're going to be sent down before that promotion even happens. You know, like, That's exactly right, Dex. Yeah. I am in the sports gutter. That's where I am right now. The sports gutter, the sewage of sports is washing over my poor old body. Judd, you have now made 33 consecutive predictions. <laughs> None of them have come off the board correctly. I told oh you, Dex. See, really you see, sorry, Dex. I mean, I'm I mean, not I, doing well either, but. No, and I appreciate that, that Dex is doing well, but, I mean, this is a Judd problem. <laughs> also, think about how, how hot of a start you had and how far out you were in the lead right. to be able to withstand the two months that you have and still not completely give up the batting average lead. And to my credit, amazing. I'm not bunting. No, like you're I not. Bunt. You could be bunting. Yeah. Like you I could will. bunt, but I'm not going to bunt. Yeah, you will. Come on, Jason Tyner, square one up a little bit. Just a little, little, <laughs> <I could bunt. laughs> little down the line. Write Jason it down. You like Tyner. writing things down. All right. That's a, that's a wrap here. Minnesota. Uh, uh, wow. Mackie and Judd, uh, Minnesota sports daily sports entertainment. Gutter. Sports gutter Judd. <laughs> Sitting in the sports gutter. Yep. Don't forget, check out, if you missed the Alex Boone episode of Purple Daily, oh my God, yesterday, he All was timer. on fire, just going after, let's just say the theme of the episode was whose ass needs to be fired. So, check that out. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you guys tomorrow.